comes up. Here comes up. Y'all don't really worry like that. Yeah. Here comes up.
Man, a lot of controversy. So before we even get into all that, you know, normally I would do a devotional at this point, but I'm just going to jump right into the show, man, and I'm just going to put it out there just like this. Some things need to change, and <clears throat> I know a lot of people are out here listening to the show, and and they're not going to like what I'm about to say, but I, I have to say it because for real, because really, what's going on is really for the birds. I mean, it really is. We have people who are being so divisive. We have a I mean, I, I don't want to get political, and, I, and I'm not going to, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just point out some things. We got we got people that are being so divisive on both sides of this of this debate, and two people have stood out the most to me and said the most, and uh, basically spoke to me in a in a way, and I, I want people to understand this. The protests are not against the military. They're not against the flag. They're not against anything of the sort. But these people would want you to believe that. These people want you to feel that way because that gives them a chance to say what they really want to say in on a platform that justifies them in saying it, using the N word, telling people if they don't like the country, get out. You know, when easily that could be said to you because you weren't born here, you weren't, you weren't originally here. So who are you to say things like that to other people? Who are you to be so judgmental? Who are you to want to judge people because of their race, because of their religion, because of because of their beliefs and what they believe in? Who are you? People have the constitutional right to do what they want to do, say what they want to say within context. But when you say things that are just outright, they're just Wrong That's when I have a real problem with it See Excuse me I love sports Because sports sports, Takes you away from All the negativity that is life You can lose yourself For three For three, three and a half hours In games Something that gives you a little bit of, of excitement, gives you a little bit of, of peace, gives you a little bit of joy. That's what sports is to me. But then when there's no sports on, you have to listen to the negativity that's around us. And we're talking about presidents calling players son of a bitches and all this stuff. That's for the birds. That's what a that's what a that's what a school president does 
in his cabinet meetings with other high school age kids. You don't get that from a 70-year-old president of the United States. I'm not saying this because I'm Democrat. I'm not saying this because I'm Republican. I'm saying this because I am a human being. And until we figure out what we're arguing about, what we're fighting about, what this is all about, gather facts. Stop trying to live on other people's words. Other people need to stop throwing these brainwashing type terms out because, for one, it shows that you don't know what you're talking about, and two, it shows that these people who are listening to you actually believe every word you say, which is not right, which is not which is not in in the right form whatsoever. And a lot of people will try to use words, use things that that you write, use words that you say, and try to deflect them. So this is the world that we're living in. We live in a world full of deflectors. No matter what kind of blame you may have or, or what what you've done, you're going to blame it on somebody else. Someone's going to blame that on somebody else. So on and so forth. This is the cycle that we're living in right now. In order for us to grow as people, we really need to step back, shut the hell up, and listen. I mean, I, I normally don't curse. I normally don't say the things that I'm saying. But I just think people just really need to just shut up. Listen. Read a book. Open a book. Read your local newspaper. Popovich said it best. We're talking about race. Race, the race conversation comes up. Everybody wants to clam up. Everybody wants to shut up. It's something that has to be talked about. It's something that has to be said. Charles Wilson said today on <clears throat> on uh, NFL countdown, he said the players kneeling, which <clears throat> salutes to those players who who kneel, who kneeled last week, and then to those eleven who kneeled this week. A salute to you guys. At least you're standing up for what you believe in. But it's a new day. We've proven our points. Now it's time to do something different. This is what Charles Wilson said. Our football players need to get involved in local government. They need to get involved, go out to the public, get their issues out. You know, professional athletes aren't supposed to sit still. They're not supposed to are supposed to sit still. They're not supposed to be worried about politics. And that's a bunch of BS. Now is the time that people who have a platform, they need to get with their local politicians. They need to get with with the local people. Find out what the real root cause of the issues are. 
and let's get involved in the voting process. Let's get involved in 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 your area's politics because if not, we're gonna have the same old thing happen again and again and again. It's gonna cycle. Until then, what else are we gonna do? I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pop me open a bottle of beer. I'm gonna drown everybody out, and I'm gonna watch some sports. That's what I'm gonna do. Gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back.
after all that opening stuff, man. I mean, it kind of kind of drained me a little bit, but I'm back. We good. Let, let's let's get back in. The, let's get back into doing things that that we normally do on on this show, man. And that's that's talk sports, man. And I'm gonna tell you, man. This week was a great week for college football, and we had some great matchups. We had some. <clears throat> we had some great matchups on paper that turned out to be true duds. We had some. We had some some matchups that became instant classics. We had some matchups that became something special, and I'll just put it this way, man. We 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 got some great things going on, man, and. Around the college football world, man. I mean, Washington State USC was just a classic. Um, there were some mistakes made in that game. There were some some refereeing calls that you know you normally think that you that you get in some of these big games, but it was a well played game. wasn't sloppy at all. Luke Falk did his thing. Sam Donald did his thing. The running game for Washington State even showed up a little bit in that game, even though they didn't get over 100 yards rushing, but it showed up a little bit, and it was it was probably what made what made everything so great about probably what made everything so great about what about what college football is all about. It was so fun to watch that game, but. I digress. I mean, Vanderbilt, Florida was was supposed to be a game where Vandy was supposed to get back on winning track. Felipe Franks comes in for Angel Luke Del Rio and shows his butt yet again. South Florida, they're showing why Charlie Strong should have been left alone at Texas. They hung up 60 on East Carolina. I don't care who you are. South Florida is going to run the table. And they're gonna get it to the New Year's Six. That's just that's just the bottom line there. Syracuse made some mistakes down down the pipe late in that game. Could have beat NC State, but alas, Syracuse becomes Syracuse yet again. Lamar Jackson's opening up his his Heisman credentials and possibly trying to get a second Heisman Trophy. With the way that he with the way that he played it last you know yesterday, and their big game, and their big win over Murray State, I'll save Georgia Tennessee for for a few minutes. Saquon Barkley did everything: return touchdown, rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown. That's typical Saquon Barkley. <coughs> Auburn did that thing. I'll talk about Auburn in just a few minutes. UCF playing a playing a rescheduled game against Memphis last night. UCF's getting themselves back on the board. Ohio State did they use a little shouts in the Rutgers? I mean, they use an average thirty nine points for a win against Rutgers, but you know. This this year was fifty six to nothing, and that's just the way that's gonna go from here on out. Um, Washington struggled. I actually watched this game. 
Washington struggled early against Oregon State, but Oregon State not enough depth, not enough, not enough size. Gary Anderson still got some work to do at at, at Oregon State, but Washington Washington is showing they're for real. They won forty two to seven over over Oregon State. Once again, Pettis is showing what he can do as a number one receiver. He's showing what he can do as a returner. Did not get a return touchdown this week, but what he did do, he caught a beautiful ball from from Browning in the back of his zone to make that game fourteen nothing. And it was a really good one. Oh, I saw Oklahoma State Texas Tech matchup. Well, as much as I could stomach without all the all the mistakes and interceptions that Texas Tech um, placed themselves, and also Oklahoma State doing what they do, you know, just going down, scoring touchdowns, giving up a lot of points. Dang, just a typical Big Twelve game. Clemson, Clemson is showing their dominance again. Kelly Bryant had another amazing game last night. You know, Clemson beating beating Virginia Tech thirty one seventeen. That game that game was actually not even close, to be honest with you. Um Virginia Tech made it interesting midway through the third, but they but there was nothing else that could be said about, about that game. Um watch San Diego State and I tell you, San Diego State's got a got a running back named Rashad Penny who could easily be probably one of the best running backs in the country, if not on the West Coast, if not in the Mountain West Conference. I mean, this guy showed up again, over 100 yards rushing, a couple touchdowns. I mean, that defense came came and showed and showed up as well. So, this is. This is a great matchup, and I'm very excited. I was very excited to watch this matchup. I actually got to watch it, and I watched most of the game. Um, even turning back and forth between the Oregon game and uh, everything. So that Oregon game was pretty was pretty nice too. Oregon winning last night as well. Um, but let's talk about the three ACC games in particular. Georgia. Georgia, Tennessee. I, I for a Georgia team that I thought was going to be really, really, really good this year. Year two under. <clears throat> year two under uh, Kirby Smart. I thought they were going to be really good, and it turned out to be really, really good. I'll be really, really good this year. You know, Jacob Beeson, he wasn't really struggling, but you can just tell that he was sort of getting himself together, settling in. Um, tell he had some sort of some sort of injury problem coming into the season um, that nobody wanted to talk about. But when he got hurt in in the opening game of the season. And then Jake Fromm steps in, takes over. 
we all thought that, that Georgia would take a step back. Jake Fromm, he's an eighteen year old kid who plays who plays above and beyond his years. I mean, when you come from the kind of coaching that he comes from with Von Lasseter, who is now at Bleakley County, who was at Houston County coaching him, um coaching his quarterback, second all time leading passer in Georgia high school football history. You you kinda look at Jake Fromm and you look at him and He's a different kind of guy. He's a six two guy. He's about two twenty, two twenty five. He's got a nice arm too. And that was shown in the Mississippi State game. Uh, but today last night we lied mostly on the running game. Sonny Michelle had a solid game, uh, over sixty yards rushing. Um Nick Chope. Nick Chope had hundred and nine yards rushing. And it was such it was such a redeeming thing for Nick Chubb to get back on that field at Neyland Stadium after what happened to him two years ago in that same venue. Uh, first carry the game destroys his left knee, uh, destroys his PCL in that game, and for him to just just come back and just play and exercise that those demons of two years ago at Neyland Stadium, forty one to nothing. That's the second most. That's the second most points that Georgia's ever put up in a shutout of Tennessee ever. Um, they had a forty-four nothing shutout against against Tennessee um, in the Herschel Walker year. So um, that that tells you a lot about the competitiveness of this rivalry between Georgia and Tennessee. Jake from did his thing. Jay Godwin did his thing. Nicole Hartman did his thing. The defense, the, the defense, for me, is just, they're lights out. They're lights out. You know, they're 5 0. They're 5 0 for a reason. Now we bounce over to, you know, going to go in the logical order here. We, you know, about six thirty mark, that game was pretty much well in hand at forty one to nothing. So, you know, I'm sitting off work and got to talk got to listening to to the Auburn game on my way home and um they're already up seven nothing. Um carry on Johnson short T D run. But we're not even gonna talk about the running game right now because the running game is on point right now. 511 yards of offense. You had 267, <clears throat> 264 through the air, 257 through, you know, on the ground. 511 total yards. I mean, I mean, you look at Jared Stidham in this game. And you you see something just totally different in him that I haven't seen in a long time from from Jerry Stidham. He looked confident. He looked like he was just in a whole nother world. I mean, from the time he stepped on that field to the last to the last touchdown that he had. That that his group had 
in that game. You can just see and sense this guy has got the pulse of his team now. He's got the game. He's got the game in, in, in his review. Everything that he's doing is just it makes you think that hey, the game's slowing down for him. He's starting to hit that stride. He's starting to get starting to get into the game. And the offensive line played lights out. They played lights out. Lights out. I mean, what else can you say about that offensive line? Other than the fact that they are looking real good. Real good. And I think this all because Jared Stidham is in his stride. He's 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 doing what he wants to do now. He's He's having fun. He's he's throwing the ball around. I mean, he's tossed the ball around. The I mean, the drive where Logan Cook of Mississippi State had a great punt, just an absolute outstanding punt. Dropped it inside the one, and first play out. Typically, they call the pass play, and. Stidham has all day to throw the ball. He's just standing back there just surveying the field, surveying the field, surveying the field. And what did he do? Threw a strike to Eli Stove for 57 yards. And then then ended up getting down to the two-yard line. Carrion Johnson walks into the end zone yet again for a second touchdown in the game. Those Those are things for me that I look at and I think, Oh, boy. And then on the defense side of the ball, Carlton Davis had, a, had an outstanding game. True freshman, the true freshman cornerback had an outstanding game. Trey, Trey Matthews took a trade. Another great game from him. Marlon Davidson got a sack. I mean, you neutralize, you neutralize Nick Fitzgerald. You gave up some yards to him, but you neutralized him nonetheless. Fitzgerald had a great touchdown touchdown pass in the game as well, um, where he he basically, you know, outsmarted the defense and and stepped away from some things, and, and, it, and it made him look good. It made him look real good. I mean, got him within got him within a touchdown, um, two touchdowns, but. It was all Auburn all the time. I mean, we look at the numbers. Jared Stidham put up 19-26, 264, two touchdowns, and one touchdown to Will Hastings that, I mean, Will Hastings just, he just ran out there and just waited on the ball. And he just walked in the end zone. I mean, literally walked in the end zone. I mean, Mississippi State is in a little bit of disarray, and they are they are shell shocked. I mean, they've run they've run up against two of the best defenses in in the in the country, and they still have to play Alabama. This is this is not bode well for a school like Mississippi State. It does not bode well for them because. The offense that that Alabama has, they put up points. The defense that Alabama has, they put up points. You know, 
Auburn had put up points on them. Georgia put up a defensive touchdown on them. This this team is, is I don't know if if they're going to be back just yet. I don't think they're they're back just yet. But they are so close to being where they want to be. And that's what makes this team such a great team, such a good team to watch. Auburn, watch out. Auburn, watch out for them. Georgia, watch out for them. And now we go to the nightcap in the ACC. You look at Alabama. And the first thing I thought about Alabama was it was over when Jalen Hurts hit <laughs> when Jalen Hurts hit that first touchdown pass. That it was over then. But then you got a defensive score. And then you broke out long runs. And then you broke out Jalen Hurts on a long run. And then everybody else wanted to get in that. I mean, I think my mom scored in that game. I mean, Mississippi State looked lost. They looked, they looked terrible. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, they looked bad in that game. I mean, hopefully they can write the ship next week. But I don't see them doing too much of anything else after 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 last night. I mean, I think, I mean, Shea Patterson says, quote, I think we'll rebound well. Well, you've got a buzzsaw in, in Auburn right now who's just rolling. You know, I, I think after I think after the Clemson game and into the Mercer game, you started seeing Jared Stidham hit his, hit his stride. You started seeing Jared Stidham seeing the field better. You started seeing him do things a little bit better. You start seeing the offensive line block a little better. You start seeing, you know, the running game start get a little better. You you start seeing the defense look even better than what they look. This is that this is scary, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. Ole Miss probably has no chance against Auburn's defense. Shea Patterson, he shows glimpses, but. I think he has to – I think he really has to just play play like himself. I mean, this is a guy who can throw balls. He can throw balls. He can spin it. That's what he needs to do. I mean, that's what he needs to do. And just go back to being himself. Because when he's himself, he can he can absolutely ball out. But until then, you just don't I just don't see it happening. I just don't. I just don't. Mm mm-hmm. mm now. Nope. Uh but we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. Gonna talk some more college football, talk some high school football as well. So y'all stay tuned.
smoke signals. Wherever you take it, girl, I'ma roll with ya. Said lately been dissing all on my own business. But girl, believe me, I swear I'm done with these old, you know. Well, damn, but maybe not. For life, cause then again, there's gotta be a reason. I get jealous when you mention friends. Well, picture perfect, baby, let's pretend. That this is now and now it's really then. Now when again I go. Searching for you, so can't you see the fire? Robin steady burning for you to make it clear that I got more than a yearning for you. I'm just hoping you see me as someone that's perfect for you. Say, Am I worth it for you? And when I find you, I'll be the first to remind you that what we live in is timeless. And by the time we were winding, I swear, start to see that it's one hell of a life. And we finished on it off with one hell of a night. You're the one I can't seem to find But look up, you can see me now among the sky On the horizon and searching for you among the highs You got me feeling like I'm always running out of time Or maybe out my mind, playing my part again If life again, will you shuffling up my cards again Reading your signs so I'm finna follow my heart again Rolling through traffic like I've been passing the cards you in You got me looking back It's like you're moving away in back of my I'm staying focused and trying to send you on. So for the future, what's my chance of being? And I can promise you only getting the best of mine. You got what's worthy of really putting the rest aside. The inner beauty that's our woman is best to find. The funny thing is that, girl, you something I'm best to find. DesertStormRadio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world-famous DJ Clue.
Tuscaloosa, touching down, touchdown, holding the crystal ball, clutching crowns, dynasty, Belgrade's ghost, steady reminded me our defense dominant, plus offensive line of beat, running back, safeties and cornerbacks, we on attack, roll tide, 200 interceptions, 100 sacks, elephants are super intelligent, but if ever push, we'll stomp war eagles and gators, if they are edible, sports and a highlight, they say are incredible, look up at the Boy, if they we ahead of you, roll tide, you should just pledge it too, Trump and Tide Nation, that is who you reppin' too. I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, hey, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide. Let me see that type of walk. Hey, okay, let me see that type of walk. Hey, okay, let me see that type of walk. Hey, okay, let me see that type of walk. Hey, okay, let me see that type of walk. Hey, okay, let me see that type of walk. Hey, okay, let me see
Jack Smith. Oh, it is obvious. He is just eating up with all kinds of talent.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. So excited to be back on the air, man, and just just talking football again, man. And you know, getting back in the getting back into the football scores from last week, man. And um, the Thursday game to me was actually a pretty good game. Um, Iowa State, Texas. Um, I was actually talking to some people about this game on on Wednesday afternoon, and I actually um, thought that Iowa State could pull the upset. Um, they've been looking real good. Matt Campbell's got got some things rolling there. Um, still questionable quarterback play. Still questionable on the quarterback side of, of the things, but but Matt Campbell's got things going there. You no know, good, some good things going and. I think that I think that Iowa State, you know, they're not as deep a Big Twelve a Big Twelve school as 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 what they've been in the past few years, but I think that they've got they've got they've got the facilities to to get the recruits in, but when you recruit in your own state against a Northern Iowa and and a Big Ten school like Iowa, like the Iowa Hawkeyes and in Northern Iowa, um, in FCS, you tend to get what's left over. So you have to be creative in what you do. I mean, they've got a lot of pretty good Minnesota players on their team. They've got some 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 kids from the state of Illinois um, to come to come to Iowa State, and they even even recruit Texas really well. Um, so for Iowa State, I think. They've got to keep moving, keep moving forward in what they do, because I mean, good things are going to happen to them. And this is the team, like I said, Matt Campbell, who's been courted by some of the best coaches to be an assistant and to just learn under them to be to be a better coach. So, I mean, this is a guy, and he's young. I mean, he's thirty six, thirty seven years old. And and he's really young, Tom Herman. You know, you're taking a you're taking a, a, a you're taking a squad in Texas where the cupboard was not left unbared by by Coach Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong just got ran out, and that sucks in a way. And I and I was and I hope that you know. I really don't want Texas to to become that school where where they 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 just look at coaches and just hire them just be hiring them hiring them. I mean, kind of reminds me of Al Davis in his later years with the Raiders. So, with that being said, Texas don't turn into Al Davis. Bad joke. Sorry. But anyway, yeah, I digress. You know, the Friday scores pretty indifferent. Um, let's see here. Oh, and yeah, I, I, you know, I was gonna stay away from this game, but I, I couldn't, and I, I just couldn't. And LSU, Troy. 
LSU is probably the worst three and two team I've seen all year. Um, you paid Troy almost a million dollars, nine hundred eighty-five million dollars, and that sets up their that sets up their their athletic program pretty well for the year. Um, throughout throughout at least half of the conference baseball schedule, I would say. Um, Troy comes in, they beat you to death pretty much. I mean, they pretty much beat you to death. And you put up a good fight on homecoming of all the things, and you lose on homecoming to a good Troy team, to a Neil Brown team that's probably as good as advertised. And Neil Brown's one of those guys who who a lot of people think should be the next coach up. Um, yeah, who could be the next coach up in the in the next next couple of years and I actually believe that that he could be the next coach anywhere too. You know, we look at a lot of coaches. Look at uh, we look at Phil Longo who could be who could be a head coach somewhere sometime soon. Um I think um I think Matt Canada is gonna be a pretty good coach. But here's the thing that I, you know, a lot of, lot of LSU fans are are trolling. They're trolling the um, the LSU athletic department, Joel Lever, especially, you know, setting up a GoFundMe account to buy out Ed O'Donnell's contract. Let me, let me, let me put this perfectly clear. <coughs> Ed O'Donnell is a good coach. A lot of people will disagree with me and say he's not a head coach. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call BS on that. I mean, you look what he you look at his, what he did at, at USC over that last half of the season when when Lane Kiffin was let go. You look and see what happened last season when when Les Miles was let go. This is a guy who can coach. It's a guy who can coach. He took over for David Cutcliffe at Ole Miss, and he could not find a quarterback. Injuries killed him. What's happening here? He's got a young quarterback. He's got a veteran quarterback in Danny Etlin, who isn't quite recovered from back surgery, who isn't quite recovered from, from an injury that he had early in the season. And now you're now you're forcing a kid like Miles Bennett to come in and play. He accounted for himself very well, but at the same time, you lose the football game. Has LSU lost the plot? No, they haven't lost the plot. They ran up against a really uh, at that point in time was a really good focused Mississippi State team who has been exposed, for lack of a better word, by both. Auburn and Georgia in back-to-back weeks. So that, that tells you a lot about where LSU is right now. LSU is in a little bit of disarray, not because of 
what they're doing is because it's a bit of a culture change. I think there was an article today, there's an article in, in today's paper that basically said that all the momentum from the from the Nick Saban hire has gone away. And you, you tend to believe that. I mean, you tend to you tend to look at that, and it, it, it bowls to be true. It, it really is true. And you let go of a guy like Les Miles because he didn't quote unquote modernize the offense. Okay, but here's a coach who may be coaching that Ole Miss next year, or who maybe. Maybe at another SEC school next year. Hell, he might even be in the, in the Big Twelve again next year. I mean, if if all things are looking like what I've been hearing, you know, there's a there's a there's a rumor that Matt Rule is talking about stepping down. I mean, um, Matt Rule is talking about stepping down. It ended the season at Baylor. There's also a rumor going around that uh that the Kansas coach maybe let go in favor of these guys. The Houston Nuts, the you know, the people like that. I mean, if if that's if that's to be true, then the silly season of college football has already started. And we're not even in week six yet. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Moving on. North Carolina. I wonder if Stanton Truett is ruining the day that he decided to graduate and leave to go to North Carolina. Because North Carolina got trounced last yesterday, thirty-three to seven by by North Carolina, by Georgia Tech, and. Georgia Tech's got, I mean, they run out of options very well, and they've got a quarterback this year who can run it, and he's got a little bit better arm than what Justin Thomas had. So, even though he's on like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, I mean, he's got a better arm. Um, I mean, that that that's the bad part about that. You know, they, they improved to 3-1 uh, with that win. P.J. Fleck gets his first loss. Um it's a really good Maryland team. DJ Durkin, I'm telling you, man, when they went to – I watched that game against Texas. They went to Texas. That game wasn't even close, in my opinion. Not even close. And then I look, then I look at – I look at what P.J. Fleck has done. At Minnesota, he's changed. He's changed the game at Minnesota, and there's a lot of there's a lot of belief in Minnesota now. And he's got that team rolling. He's got that team rolling. I mean, three and one, a three and one start. You lose against a good Maryland team, and your schedule is only going to get that much better after this game. I mean, from a Minnesota standpoint, I mean it's only going to get it's going to get challenging at this point. But at the same time, I can see Minnesota winning seven, eight games. I mean, I just can. 
I just, I just, I think, I just, I just have that feeling they can do it. I mean, a lot of people may think I'm crazy when I say that, but I just, I really think that that they can do it. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, and we we move forward. <laughs> no, Arkansas stepped out of conference. They won, they won 42-24 over New Mexico State. Um, scroll on down here. No, Baylor's only five now. And Baylor's only five because they they are in such disarray in terms of what's going on within the program, within the, pro, within the football program and within the athletics program as a whole. And it, it's, it's sad to see that because you have a coach in Matt Rule who's just who's a great coach. He's a great coach. He's a good young coach. But he's he's stepping into something that I don't think anybody will really want to step in at that point in time. But he had to. Somebody had to. So he thought, why not him? And you know, it's starting to show. I mean, Owen five you can tell that the kids are are kind of mystified in, in what's going on. Um, you know but I mean it's a tough it's a tough thing to watch. I mean, watch Baylor, you know, slip like that. Florida State gets their first win. Florida State still gave up some sacks. Florida State was still down this game to Wake Forest. This Wake Forest team, Dave Clawson, the, the job that he's doing at Wake Forest, as far as he's, as he's in the expectations that a lot of people had. And <clears throat> it's a Wake Forest team that I think will make a bowl game. You know, they've got to get two more wins. But they can they can make bowl games. And they got some quality wins too. This is a this is a quality loss to a really good Florida State team who should be getting better. And you know that on two start losing your quarterback first game of the season. I mean, it's a blow, but it happens, and that happens. So next man up. Blackman played pretty well in this game. Uh, still winning the offense. Is he ready for the big time? No. Will they get throttled by Miami next week? Yes. I mean, all signs point to yes. So, with that, come on down a little bit. Talk about Iowa. Michigan, was a very, Michigan State was a very, very good win over Iowa yesterday. Very hard fought game. Um, Michigan State looking good. They're bouncing back. You know, quarterback quarterback play is is much improved from last year. Just I, I love it. I love the game. I love this. I love this Michigan State team. I think Michigan State's going to do going to do nothing but improve. I think Iowa's going to improve as well. Um, I think Brian Ferentz just needs to. Brian Francis needs to look look into himself just a little bit. 
I think he needs to. I think he needs to hand off the ball a little bit more. Um, I think he's got the ball in the air, throwing the ball just a tad bit too much, which is not an Iowa staple. I think Iowa this year, if I'm not mistaken, they're running. They're they're 58. They're they're 62-48, run pass this year, which is up substantially from from years past under Kurt France. And under uh, yeah, under Kurt Ferentz and and uh, under Hayden Fry, so you know that that in itself um, it, it says a lot about about Iowa how they're wanting to modernize their offense as well, throw throw things you know throw the ball a little bit more. But I think Iowa just needs to get back to being balanced. I think that's the that's the the premise for Iowa. They get back to being balanced. They get back to being the team that they that they normally are. Are they out? Are they anywhere out of the Big Twelve, Big Ten, East, West race? Absolutely not. You know, I think that they've got a chance to win the West. I think they've got to they've got to make some things happen. They've got to get some things done. But this is a good team that can they can they can ball out they can play and I, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. Um, <clears throat> you know another game you know like I said Oregon, Oregon Cal, you know we we expect that to be a high scoring game. Justin Wilcox he's he's starting to put things together at Cal. Defensively they look they look improved. You know, even though they gave up 45 points last last night to uh, Oregon, they look improved. Um, they look much improved. The offense is, is 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 on point this year. You know, no more Jay Goff. You know, you know, no more Sunday Dice. The the run and shoot tight offense that he had. I mean, this this is a good Cal team. There's gonna be a good balanced Cal team on top of that. So that's what makes this one's gonna make Cal so much better. Because Justin Wilcox is a guy who can coach. He's a good coach. He's a really good coach. And I'm really hoping that Cal can keep that upper trend going because they were uh, they were they had an upper trend going last year, but we saw what happened last year, you know they let things fall apart late in the season, you know, instead of getting that sixth win or the, the seventh win that they could have had, they end up being five and seven. Colorado-UCLA, you know, it's a typical Colorado-UCLA-type game, you know, where the quarterbacks just pretty much took over. And Josh Rosen had another had another marvelous game last week. So, I mean – I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like I said. I'm just excited to see a lot of these, a lot of these teams play well again. I'm glad to see a Josh Rosen play healthy. You know, a lot of people think that he should. A lot of people think that he should, you know, basically come out after this season. I say he needs to stay in one more year. Um, Staying for a senior year. Because he can only get better, and 
when you're one year removed from the type of shoulder surgery that he had, which was a labor, which was a labrum tear. That was the outside labrum tear. Even though he's throwing the ball stronger, it still it still would benefit him to stay to stay in you know in school and and get that much stronger because he he is a much better player when he's healthy and he's a much better player when he's when he's in control of things. So I think that a lot of people just need to just. I think a lot of people just need to just lay off of the lay off the UCLA team. Colorado, Montez, they're only gonna get better as well. So I'm I'm enjoying watching college football, especially Pac Ten football. Um and then we're looking at UNLV. Coach Sanchez. You know, you know, him coming over from Bishop Gorman a lot of people were thinking, you know, why the hell did you pick up a, a, a high school coach to come over? But when you look at it, he knows the pulse of, of Vegas. He knows he knows the ins and outs of he knows the ins and outs of of the Nevada athlete. He can recruit. I mean, he can get those guys to stay in state. You know, stay away from stay away from Reno, bring him to Vegas, keep him in 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 and around Vegas. You know, this is like I said, this is this is one of those those schools that when you get the right kind of athlete in there, just sustainability is a plus. So that being said. UNLV, are they are they a bowl team this year? Probably not. Will they be close to be a bowl team this year? Probably so. Five wins, yeah. But they're in a really tough mountain and mountain division of the Mountain West Conference. So, and then they have a couple crossover games as well. And San Jose State was one of those crossover games. So. No, you got you got another crossover game left, and I think they play. Uh, I think uh, they have Boise later in the year as well. So, woo. So I mean, you got enough time to get the six wins, but it's gonna be hard to get six wins, especially in that tough Mountain West, that tough Mountain Division, the Mountain West. So. So yeah, I, I'm very excited about this game. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about about the next few weeks. I'm very excited about what's going to happen between now and then. And it's just very, very, very. It's going to be a fun, fun rest of the season. Last seven weeks of the season. You know, some games that that need to be talked about next week. I mean. Let's look at next week's schedule, and you know I'll give you some of the picks from from the schedule next week. You know, there's a Wednesday game in the Sun Belt. Um, Arkansas State, Georgia Southern. I like Georgia Southern in this game. Uh, even though they're zero and three, 
this is an 0-3 Georgia Southern team that's going back a little bit to the option. I think it's going to be a little bit better than what people think. And I think it's going to be a little better game than people think as well. Arkansas State wanted to hit start their, their – they're not hitting their stride just yet, but, you know, first conference game for both teams. And I just think that – I just think that Georgia Southern has a better chance. I mean, they play they play everybody tough this year. So, by Georgia Southern. The Thursday matchup, the ACC matchup, Louisville, NC State. Man, Carter Finley Stadium is going to be rocking. I see Dave Dorn's got some great things going at, at NC State. Um, I don't think that, I mean, they're in the top 25 for the first time in a long time. Do I think that this NC State team is ready for the big time? Not quite. Not quite. I think they're a year away. I think they make I think they make bowl game this year. But I think there's too much Lamar Jackson. There's too much Bonifon. There's too much of the running game, and even the special teams of Louisville is is a little is is a lot better and much improved from from last year. So. I like Louisville in this game. I think Louisville will win big. Um, but let's not let's not sit on on NC State. Let's not let's not uh, concede a victory to Louisville just yet because NC State's pulled off some big wins on the Thursday nights and you know just ask for the state. <laughs> so um, NC State Louisville is going to be a good game. Um, Boise State, BYU, that's a Friday night game. That's a 10-15 game. Um, Boise State, 2-2, two and two, BYU, 1-4. Chilani Sitake, is, he's rebuilding that program from the bottom up pretty much. And it, it's a sad thing to see BYU be that way. Bronco Mendenhall did not leave that cupboard on bare, but he had a lot of kids that have been injured, a lot of kids that have – uh, decided to go on missions, to go on their, to go on their Mormon missions. So, you I mean you're missing a lot of, you're missing a lot of key players. But you do have a quarterback, a 24 year old quarterback who can throw the ball all around the field, Tanner Mangum. But when you don't have the receivers and you don't have the running back to complement him, I mean. It makes it hard, and that's what BYU is right now at one and four. Boise State's only going to improve. Brett Rippon is starting to hit that stride. This is a really good Boise State team against a really good but struggling BYU team. BYU that one and four record for BYU is not indicative of what of what they really are, and that that's that that's a true statement. That's a very true statement. Uh, Saturday games. Let's see here. Paul Bunyan Trophy, Michigan, Michigan State, seven thirty game. Always a great game. Last time Michigan, Michigan State played in the Big House, there was a fumble snap in the last play of the game that gave up that um, Michigan State won, and that propelled them to the college football playoff where they got blitzed by Alabama. Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan's really good in, in the red zone, really bad in the red zone, and it shows. 
Michigan State, they're improved defensively this year from last year. I like Michigan State in this game. But I can't go against Michigan at home. I won't go against Michigan at home. Simply because this is a this is too good of a Michigan team. They're just too good of a Michigan team this year. Wilton Spade starting, he needed that week off last week, and it showed. So, um, really excited about this game. I think Michigan wins by a touchdown, but it's going to be very, very close. It's going to be very close. Um, let's see here. Alabama A&M. Alabama big in Caulfield. I I I don't I don't think the crowd noise will affect Jalen Hurts in any way, but this is a really good this is a really good Alabama team against the Texas A&M team who's playing against a true who's who's playing a true freshman at quarterback. Um, I I just I don't see that game going any other way except except for a blowout. So I mean, say Alabama wins big, um, real big. So, excuse me. Same with Oklahoma, Iowa State. You know, Oklahoma wins that game pretty handily. Big noon game, uh, Clemson noon game against Wake Forest. Again, this game's gonna be high scoring, but it's gonna it's gonna be close. I I, I like Clemson in close one. Georgia Vandy. Vandy's lost two in a row. Georgia's just rolling. I see Georgia rolling in this game as well. Penn State, Northwestern, Northwestern. Um, they're struggling a bit offensively, but they're starting to right the ship a little bit. But do I think that this is the right time to right the ship against Penn State? Yes. Do they win? No. Penn State, two touchdowns. Washington, Cal. Another high scoring game. I can't <laughs> I can't stress this enough. Washington at home in Husky Stadium against Cal. I don't see this game going any other way other than the other than Washington winning that game. Justin Wilcox, you know, former Washington defensive coordinator, you know, he he's coming home. I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I, I really think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be high scoring. But I think Washington and their defense is just too much for Kyle and their offense. So I'm going to take Washington. I'm going to take Washington by two by two touchdowns. Um, West Virginia TCU is going to be a good one. Uh, Maryland, Ohio State. Maryland, Ohio State. That wow. That 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 was a tough one to to um, to grasp a hold on of. Um, let me think about that one for a minute. Washington State, Oregon. You got the two high, you got two high scoring teams in the Big Twelve in that matchup. It's gonna be a shootout. Whoever has the ball last will win this game. I like Washington State in this game, but don't sleep on the Oregon Ducks. Oregon's looking much much better. Still run a similar offense to, to, to what they've been running, but it's more 
they have a little bit more West Coast principle in it than than most spread teams do. They will get under center a lot. So I like Oregon in this matchup. I like Washington State in this matchup. I like Oregon in this matchup. Whoever has the ball last will win the game. I think Washington State will win. They'll win by by field goal. Ole Miss, Missy, Ole Miss, Auburn, Auburn will win by at least two touchdowns. I don't see Ole Miss popping back the way the way that Shea Patterson thinks that they will, especially after the debacle that they had last this past week against Alabama when he gave up 66 points. This is the Auburn team who's got just as good a defense as as Georgia or or Alabama. I I just don't see Ole Miss getting that many points against that good of an Auburn team. So. So no. Um Of course Miami Miami Florida State. I like Miami big. I like Miami big. Um USC Oregon State. Um USC coming off a loss to Washington State last Friday. USC's on the rebound and went big. That that's just bottom line. Um Notre Dame, North Carolina. I like Notre Dame in this matchup. Um, I think the quarterback play from Winbush is is much improved. He he didn't throw the ball particularly well last, last night against um, Miami of Ohio, but but they won nonetheless. They put up fifty. So um, LSU Florida, it's always a good matchup. Uh, cannot wait to see that matchup. Um, I like Florida in that game. I just think that LSU has they got to do something to rebound. Um, UCF Cincinnati, another good game. Um, like UCF in that matchup, they just they just look like they're going to run away with the um, with the American. So I just got that feeling they're going to run away with the American. But you know, then we got the Mac got some of the Mac matchups. Um, and some homecoming games. K State Illinois, K State Texas is going to be a good one. Um, so I mean, I, I'm just like I said, I'm excited to watch a lot of football this week. And um, I want people to understand this: college football is 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 for me is life. I mean, high school football. College football, I mean, I love, I love both. And I just want people to understand that, you know, because we talk about, we talk about sports and we talk, we don't talk about other things. I want people to understand that, you know, I'm deeper than, I'm deeper than what you may think. And I'm, and, and I do, I do love my country and I do love everything that, that my country has provided for me. But you know, sometimes I uh you know, I like I said, I don't talk politics because politics is sometimes the root of all evil. And um you know, but there's some things I will speak out on and there's other things I won't speak out on because you know you start seeing, like I said, you start seeing people's true colors when 
you start talking politics, and and I just don't want to. I just don't want to, you know, be bothered with that. But uh, with that being said, um, we're gonna take a quick session break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna wrap things up, and um, yeah, y'all just stay tuned.
To the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Before we get out of here, man, I got I gotta throw out some special shout outs, man. Uh, shout outs um, are in order to my man, my coach, my homie, Tanner Glisten of the True Pot Tigers. No, I I know he's probably listening, and uh, I just want to say congratulations to you guys. Beat the Creek, beat the Creek uh, this weekend. Sandy Creek High School, come down to Troop. Um, Troop puts on a resounding seventy-one to sixteen win over the over the Patriots, and um, got a big game next week as well. Um, we should be favorite. <coughs> we we should have we should break the top five in the four in the four standings in Georgia this week. Um, I would not be surprised. Uh, this Chupas school team is for real. Uh, collision course with with Cedartown and and um, and Cartersville are are later in the season. We just got to keep it rolling. Big shout out to to Tanner Glisson, man. Eight, I mean, five or six notice this year. Fourteen of his last fifteen wins. Um, just I'm just excited for my boys and uh also shout out to Macente Stafford, uh who's just doing the damn thing up there senior year, uh getting some looks at some schools. Uh also Montez Crow, who leads the nation. <laughs> who leads all of high school football in passing yards, has over twenty six hundred passing yards <laughs> excuse me this season. And uh I think yeah, I think he has close to twenty touchdowns. He had eight this week. <coughs> he had eight in Saturday. He had eight in Friday's game, Friday night's game. So big shout out to my cash crow, um, and that and that group up there, man. Troop, the troop time is still rolling. Uh, also shout out to um, shout out to the Lynette Panthers. They went up to Handley and beat Handley Handley handily. Um, twenty six to seven. Also, um, big shout out to to the uh, to the homies at um at Opelika High School um winning their game as well. So, um, just just big shout outs to everyone around, and uh, also special thank you to to the man T Rex, uh, the admin Wendy, WAP Entertainment. <laughs> Check them out every Saturday, man. Them boys, them them boys doing the damn thing, man. I love them to death. One love to those Glock boys. Um, also, my man DJ EA hadn't seen y'all all summer, but man, we got to get together. We got to do something, man. Birthday's coming up. No, I know somebody's birthday just passed this past year as well. So, 
Um, so yeah, we just we need to get together, man, and uh, and hang out one weekend. Uh, also, special shout out to Casey, Casey Gerber, uh, Casey in the building. Uh, haven't seen you in a while either. So you know, like I said, we all need to get together, and just just chill out and hang out. Um, love all you guys. Uh, also to um, to all the kids, Deontay, TJ, Valencia, Teddy, Cameron. I didn't see you ain't seen your uncles in you ain't seen your uncle in a while, but uh, just letting y'all know, man. I was thinking, I'm thinking about y'all, and hopefully everything's going good with y'all. Um, also to my nephew Jamil Houston, uh, if y'all haven't went to um to SoundCloud and listened to his album Wave yet, please do. Um, also my other nephew Corbin Corbin Holtz. Go listen, go to his SoundCloud, listen to some of his some of his exclusive new music as well. Um, also, um, shout outs to Nina Monet. Yo, man, I need I need to cop one of them, one of them uh, written in cursive joints, man, because I've heard you got some good things on there. Also, Marquise Wineglass, Born with It, <laughs> Born with It is his album. Um, gonna be hitting the streets pretty soon. Cannot wait to get that to get that joint either. Um, also to um, to Nisa Set, who's gonna have some new music out pretty soon. So everybody around, man. Also, also the girl, my homie, my ace, B three, um, doing big things with her visual EP. Um, y'all see, y'all see some of the videos uh, pretty soon. Uh, Across across the video, across the across the TVs and stuff. Um, also to the also to my other homie, um, throwing all these shout outs, man. Another classic, uh, Jigsaw, Keto Anthony. Y'all check him out, man. Go vote for him. Uh, go vote for him and his song, man. That he's got on the website. It's also on the Tugger Crew website and also on my Facebook, my personal Facebook, Jermaine Houston. Um, check us out. Check us out on social media as well. Um, my Instagram is Houston Seventeen. My Twitter handle jhouston Seventeen. Um, Tailgate Crew on. Check out the Live by Terrence. Um, check out the Live by Terrence website. Um, dot com. Um, have some new content on there pretty soon. Um, also some new blogs for me coming soon. Um, also, um, check out Guap, Guap at Guap Entertainment. Check out their Facebook page as well, and uh, also check out their personal Facebook pages, and uh, they'll be giving those out to you as soon as possible. But also, man, check out our shows. You know, uh, King Underground Media, um, Turntable Thursdays, Guap Entertainment, also the Tailgate Crew Show. Got some big things happening, man. We got some big, big things happening, and hopefully, you guys will, will take that ride with us, and we we'll be doing everything that we can possibly do to be to be the best in the world. So, with that being said, man, we're gonna we're gonna step away, and um, I will be back next week. We'll be talking some more college football. I'll be talking some MMA. 
talking about the UFC uh, UFC card, which I think is probably going to be one of the weakest cards in a while, but it's going to be a great card nonetheless. So, <coughs> so everybody, y'all have a great week, and hope to hear y'all soon. DesertStormRadio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world-famous DJ Clue. Let's go tailgating, y'all. Yo, Connor Cassidy, we all got dreams. Yeah, I feel you're someone that's not only concerned with what's happening right now, but with your legacy as well. Um, what is the legacy that you're looking to leave behind? That I changed the world and I have fun doing it. got dreams, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams, hey, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams, right, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams, yeah, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams, I keep a rolling cause we all got yeah, the way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley to Queens, but drawing my inspiration from Rage Against the Machine. Saw it as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem. Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme. Throw myself on a road to becoming something I've seen. It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams. Run it. <laughs> uh, Run it. Booth right now. Yeah. Run it. You're gonna have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh, uh. What? Gentlemen, again, after his dreams, running. Got dreams, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep a rolling cause we all got I keep a rolling cause we all got Let's take it back to 09. Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides. Simple minus some stoners, we got nothing but time. Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back when Cuddy was the soundtrack. Pursuit of half 
happiness playing, just let it breathe. I'm kicking back with my people. I swear it's all that I need. Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease. Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees. I tell you, there's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel. Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels. The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real. From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still. We born to carry the mission, carrying on tradition. Introduce them what's missing, the young minds that are lifted. I throw myself on the road of living for higher means. This just the sound of me getting after my dreams. Run it. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yo, 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 yo. Check it out. Hey. Uh. So my mama, I'ma be a potter before a leader. Let me explain. I'ma use these two hands to create my dreams. Desertstormradio.com. Desertstormradio.com. 